Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Career Builder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job, the skills you bring to work. And Career Builder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits, jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com. Y'all ready? Uh, let's go. Welcome. This is Michael Collier's world. Started on Venice Beach, now he reaching the world. He'll make you laugh till your stomach hurts. Super fly, nice guy. And pray if you need the word. Probably dressed to the night. Come on, get ready for the star search winner. An OG three times. This ain't no beginner. Whether you in your house, you on your breaker, out to dinner, on your job, in your bar, turn it up and it's a Michael Collier. Michael talks to everybody. Michael Collier. Michael talks to everybody. And you know where you are, you know you a star, please don't go too far, cause you are visiting me. I don't even know what I was doing. I start crazy sometimes. I don't even have no certain way I want to start. I just come in here and say, hey everybody, welcome to Michael Talks to Everybody. I hope you're having a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious kind of day like I am. Uh, we talk to everybody here and today, one of the most unique gentlemen, uh, out of all the folks we've interviewed, we've never interviewed someone who was homeless, or I don't know if you want to call it homeless, without a home. Or I don't even know what the terminology is for it today. But I know that I've spent my life working with homeless people, helping homeless people. When I won Star Search for 100000 I immediately gave half to the homeless without even thinking about it. Now, the family wasn't happy. Shoot. One of my brothers said, motherfucker, you could have gave that half to us, you know, but I, I try to make a point of helping ho- homeless people wherever I go. I have this thing I do where when I eat a gourmet meal, I never eat the whole meal. I, as soon as they bring the meal, I have them bring me uh, a to-go box. And before I eat food with the food, I separate it and give 
a, a half to the homeless. I put it in a box because I don't like giving people food. You done picked all on it, chewed on it and shit. Now you're going to give it to somebody and think they want it. I want it to look nice. I want it to be presentable. You know, and when I used to be on Venice Beach doing comedy, one of my practices, every morning when I would head down to the beach, I'd buy 10 breakfasts for the homeless. Now, uh, they don't, they only cost 99 cents and you ain't get no meat, but you got two pieces of toast. You got eggs, you got potatoes. And when somebody's sleeping out on Venice under a bench, that's a motherfucking meal. So I say all this just to say, I'm always very interested in the plight of the homeless and I always want to help them because most of us are only shoe two paychecks away from being homeless. I damn self, but. I know so many people never even talk to homeless people. They won't look them in the face. They certainly won't give them nothing. They'll look the other way if they talk to them. And so, so many people never even experience a conversation with a homeless person. So I said, today I want to talk to a homeless dude. You know what I'm saying? And this particular gentleman, I've been knowing him for a couple of years now. He's been homeless in this area that we're in. He tells me like it's been a little over two years. But recently he got a job, a little recent, a little more recent than that. He got an apartment. I was so happy when he got the apartment, you know, and sometimes he helps me around here. And he's just a great guy. He has a positive attitude like you wouldn't believe. And the guy is smart. And so I just say, well, would you come and talk to me today? And he said, yes. So here he is, a beautiful man. His name is Joseph McDonald. Hey, Joseph, how you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Okay. Um, man, I'm excellent. I'm happy that you said yes, because you're a segment of life that a lot of people don't get a chance to talk to. We don't know about. We think we know. You know, we see people looking a certain way or acting in such a certain way, and we just put our own judgment on the shit. You know, we, we assume they are a particular thing based on what we know about ourselves. But I want to know more so. I want to know who you are. Uh, first of all, tell me who you are. Your, your name is Joseph, and you're from where originally? Well, my name is Joseph McDonald. I'm originally from Kentucky. I was born in Kenton County, raised in Dry Ridge, Kentucky. I moved out to California when I was uh, 18 to get off, get away, to get away from my family. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're they're not very good people, so I was like to get away. So yeah, so and I moved out here, took got a Greyhound ticket, started my started my homeless journey there. Oh wow! From there to uh, here, from when I was 18. So when you came here, you didn't have a job or anything. You just came. I just came. The climate was better than the climate in Kentucky. So I was like, I could, I could uh, definitely do the, if I had to li live outside somewhere, I had to live in a warmer climate. So, so I was trying to think rationally where I would go. And I, I, was, I, I Googled like what, what has like a good, good climate and like California came up. It makes sense to me, man. That's, it's, you know, I tell you, it's one of the reasons this is my favorite city in the world. I've been around the world nine times. It's Los Angeles because the weather. If you got really nice weather almost every day, you have a better attitude than if you got to come out and shovel snow and shit just so you can get to your car so you can get to work. And so you already start out with a lot of people with a more pleasant attitude than in other places. Okay, so that got you here. What Did you have a plan when you came or you just said, I'm going to go and figure it out? I, I said, I'm going to wing it. I winged it. Basically, I was I, actually my Greyhound ticket said San Francisco. I was supposed to get out in San Francisco, but we made it to uh, they made it to the L.A. Greyhound station and uh, we took a break there. I got out and I said, the weather seems pretty nice here. In the, and I saw the buildings, the tall buildings in downtown L.A. And I was like, I'm going to get out here. And I just I just got out there and just uh, walked my way around. And then I had a cell phone. So therefore, like I started Googling resources and then I. I found like uh, drop-in centers and stuff like that and shelters, and I ended up getting into the LGBTQ center. They helped me out a bunch. 
So that was 18. You're not 18 now. How old are you now? I'm 31. So you've been back and forth with homelessness since you were 18? Longer than that. But before that, my family, my, my mother and them, were, we were also homeless as, as children, too. We were camping a lot. She was telling me we were taking a trip, but I, I knew we were homeless. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. So 18, you got here. You struggling. So how many jobs you've had then since the end of now? Mm, I've had about four. Yeah, I worked I work, I work for a personal assistant for this lady named Candace Callison. She she drive. She saw me on the boulevard of Hollywood and mm -hmm. she uh, she uh, walked by me and asked me, uh, she said, would you like a job? And I'll give you a place to stay also. Nice. And she said that all I had to do was walk her dogs and help her clean up the house. And did that work out? It worked out for like six years. Oh, oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, I applaud that for her for doing that for you. Then what happened? Uh, she tried to hit me with her car, basically. Um, oh, no, wait a minute. Hold up a second now. Wait a minute. You went from six years of letting you walk the dog, live in the house to try to hit you with the car? Why would she do that? Because uh, here was the thing is, um, after we moved into our fourth house together, um, I was actually paying half of everything. And uh, and I told her, okay, so now that I'm paying half of everything, you need to take back some of these responsibilities because they're yours. They're not right. mine. Right. She, didn't want, she did not like that. She tried to hit me with her car. Damn. So I guess I guess the relationship was like over that. then. I said, well, then, okay, then you could take some of the bills back because I'm not going to do both. I mean, it, it, it was a trade-off. You know what I mean? That's what I, that's what I told her. This is a trade-off. Now that I'm paying half of everything, I think you should take back the responsibilities, find somebody else to walk to to to, to uh, do that in case you're going to start paying me. So it, it started out being a nice, almost a gift, almost a way to help you get a foot up. But as it turned and you started to get on your feet, then she wanted back from you stuff too. Wanted you to put in the money and help pay the rent and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you was like, well, if I got to do all that, well, why am I cutting this grass and walking these dogs? And if I'm paying my half, I can't we share the... She was eating my food and everything. What? Yeah, I would buy groceries and put, put them in like my... my so we had our own cabinets in the kitchen. Like that would be my cabinet. That would be her cabinet. She would go in my cabinet, eat my food. Dang. Not a nice person. Okay, so that puts you back out in the street again, huh? No, no, no. I put her out. She, 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 what oh. she did was she... She messed up and put my name first on the lease. Come on, somebody. So you put her out the place. Yeah, I told her she could get her stuff and she moved out. I ended up living at that house in Palmdale for, uh, what was it, uh, eight months rent-free. And then I turned around and sued the landlord because she violated the lease. And then I got seven grand out of that. Nice. So you learn how to work this system because that would be very, very important. Yeah, so you got to be aware of uh, the legal team in Bo at Boston and Lancaster because they fight for tenants rights. They got me. They got me a good settlement out of that. And the landlord was really crying her eyes out. Oh, man. Plus eight months free rent. Can't mm. beat that. So you are you can't you can't beat that with a stick. So you are figuring out how to navigate your way around though. All this this well around the homelessness. You're being homeless, but at the same time you're figuring out how to survive. So how have you done it for the last few years? Well, I stayed at a friend's house for a little bit. That didn't work out. So I ended up buying. I ended up going out and uh, having to do what I had to do. I ended up going out and making a sign, flying signs, asking strangers for money trying to see who would help me and who wouldn't, you know what I mean? Calling everybody I know that I, besides family, because I don't want to, I don't want anything that, that comes from them, but uh, because they're not good people. They, everything you get from them has strings attached. Mm, so let me ask you though, 
How do you feel in that t- in that situation? It's 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 like a, it's like a fight or flight mode. You either you you got to do what you got to do, or you're not, or you're going to starve to you, death, or you're going to die, right? So, but how do you feel when you have to ask? When you have to put the words on a sign and have to ask? Strength? So it's degrading, and uh, especially when people look by, walk by you, and they, they like they like like they feel disgusted. It just was really sad. And sometimes people say mean shit to you too, don't they? Get a fucking job. Time, get a job. Get a job. You think if I could get a job, I would be sitting out here looking at you? <laughs> Please. Wow. wow. And while I was homeless, I still was looking for a job and putting in applications and still flying a sign at the same time. People just didn't know. It's harder than what you think it is to find a job. I would imagine that, and which is really weird because there's so many jobs out there since COVID. Because so many people do not want to work. So it's a lot of healthy people out there who have their own houses and cars and shit, and they won't even go to work. They figure they can figure out how to do it at the house, so they're not going nowhere. So so what type of jobs have you been doing the last two, three years to survive? Like, I've been hit, like, like people like you, I, I uh, run into them, and they have, like, oddball jobs they need done around the house. So I would I'd go to their houses and, um, like, cut their grass, walk their dogs, or, or help them do stuff around the house, like elder, elderly people, stuff like that. They've seen me and I'll ask me if I needed uh, if I needed money. They told me they can't they can't give it to me, but they said I could work for it. So that was the same as me. I'm a elderly. I'm an elderly person. And you came walk the dogs, cut the lawn, did a little light work. And I was able to help you some, you know. Yeah. And then you got this apartment. How did you get this apartment? Where did that come from? Heaven? Jesus. Well, I was staying in my I was staying in my tent, and I realized I I, I was already do, going through mental health services through the Hillcrest Mental Health Services right. in Van Nuys, and uh, my case manager was signing me up. I had a housing navigator uh, that, through them through like Mental Health of America. They helped me sign up for a voucher. That took it took about six months to sign up for it, and another six months to obtain it. Uh, and then while I was staying in the tent, uh, I was asleep one morning and uh, this van rolled up on my tent because my tent's in the my tent was in the middle of the desert, middle, like literally on the dirt and far, far away from the street. They made it up onto the dirt with their van, rolled up to my tent, rolled up to my tent in their van, got out the car, came to my tent. Hey, is anybody in there? Da, da, da. We're from Lhasa. We're here to uh, see if you need any help. And so they, I came up the tent and I had blew it in my arm and I'm like. And they're like, I'm like, hello. And they're like, well, we're from Lhasa. We're here to help you. Are you homeless? It's like, obviously, duh. And uh, would you like to find somewhere else to stay? We can help you with that. So they, uh, they, they also handed me a tent, some food, and some dog food, and water. And, they, and then uh, like they, they, two days later, they, they came back, and they picked me up and took me to this place on, on 30th and I. It was called, it's called the, the Kenningston Campus. I stayed there for a whole year. They have, they have apartments there, too. But they're project based. You get your own cubicle while you're at the shelter. Okay. The, uh, there's like well, there's like over a hundred. They have like three dorms, and there's like a hundred over a hundred beds in each one. And uh, wow. you get your own cubicle. And I stayed there for a year. But why? When I, when I was there for like two, uh, let's slow down. Let's go to the place with the cubicles. So everybody there had their own cubicle. Right. So no door closed, but you have a space no that's cordoned off with your things and you in it. There was a bed, and under there, under the bed was two drawers and then a shoe rack, and then you had like a, a little clothes uh, a, a shelf, and then like uh, where you hang, where you hang your clothes, and then and that was it. And so, was that a safe environment to live in since there's no closing For doors? For the most part, they had security. 
and uh, that staff 24-7. Oh, nice. So somebody would walk through and make sure everybody was okay. Yeah, they, they do walk through all the time. Because I, I'm hearing horror stories all the time about people who say, I ain't staying in no shelter because they're too dangerous. I want to talk to you more about that. Just give us a few seconds because we're going to take a quick break. Hey, y'all, this is Michael Talks to everybody. Today I'm talking to Joseph McDonald, a homeless gentleman who recently is not homeless anymore. He got a job. He's trying to work. He's pulling it together, and he is just a great young man. We'll be right black in a minute. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. And we're back. So as I was saying, people be talking about the dangers of it, you know, how people rob them and they hurt them if they're in shelters. Have you experienced any of that or do you know any of that to be true? I actually was attacked while I was in there once. Mm. 
little did people know about me. I, I identify as a different gender than what I identify. So they put me with the women. Oh, so you identify as a her, as her. I, I do. I don't ever, I don't wear it on my sleeve though. And I don't, I don't, you know me. If people right. don't ask me, I don't, I don't tell them. Okay. But, uh, but the thing about it is they put me in the women's dorm and all the women that were there were, were, were really bad at accepting me for what I was. But I stayed there an entire year at that dorm. And uh, at the end of that, they all missed me, loved me. Wow. And they they all like like they tried to cherish me. They started crying when I moved out. Nice. And uh, it, was like, it was like a real it was like a real warming environment, basically. So tell me, tell me about the attack. Somebody attacked you. What happened? Yes, there was this lady. OK, say so, so Luna, Luna, I was asleep on my bed and Luna. I didn't Who's capture Luna? The, Luna, my dog. Oh, because I was wondering earlier when you said they gave you dog food. I said, I know you're homeless, but are you eating dog food? But that's no, for I your dog. dog. You know about my dog. Yeah, but the people who are listening don't. Oh, duh. I'm sorry. I have a little okay. Jack Russell Terrier mix. Uh, Beautiful she's, dog. Uh, she looks like the dog from The Mask or like yep. Milo. Yeah. Okay. So picture that. So she she runs out of the cubicle. I'm, I'm dead asleep on my bed. She runs out of the cubicle. I, I feel her jump off the bed and I jump up. And I'm like, oh shit, where's Luna? And I run out and I run out the door. She's she's already outside at another dog. And that dog attacks her. And then so I I, I grab the dog. I grab my dog and the lady starts attacking me. I'm like, what are you doing? And then and I I don't I don't swing at her. I just let her hit me. And then uh, what they did was arrest her. Because all I, because uh, her dog attacked my dog, and then Luna had a cut from her from her nose all the way down to her snout. I had to I had to wow. get her some um, wound care uh, ointment because it was it it would have scarred if I didn't put anything on it. So yeah, that I don't know what her problem is. There's a lot of people there that have mental illnesses that that aren't that are all the way there. Because you have to think about it, you're living in a shelter. These people are coming off the streets. They're on drugs. They're 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 alcoholics, smoking other things. They're not not just weed. Um, mm -hmm. the, this is, it, it was really, really, really shocking to see these things. But you look like you're a sober kind of guy. So do you drink or smoke or any of that? I had a drug addiction before. What was, what was your drug? I had one too. I was a crackhead. What was yours? Oh, I like meth. Meth. Well, I'm proud of you that you're still here because people don't usually come back from that. Uppers. No, I lost all my teeth to it. Oh, that's where all the teeth are gone. Wow. Yeah. When did you quit or have you quit meth? I have. I've been sober now for about about five years. Wow. I'm proud of that. Proud of that. Congratulations. And because you got off the meth now, though, your eyes are clearer and you can navigate now. You could really be clearer on so what your path. You think people don't realize you have you have your functioning addicts and you have your addicts that don't know what don't know how to act. Right. Because you because I know people that do it, go to work every day. Do what they're supposed to do, and then to go home and smoke, and they go home and smoke, and then they drink, or they do what they do, whatever their drug of choice is. They go home and they they burn it down, and then they do it again the next day, and they just do it and they keep doing it. And you'll never, you never really would know unless unless you like see it or they wow. tell you. Okay, that's what I was. I was a functioning addict. Nobody knew I was getting high unless they was getting high with me, or I was buying it from them. You know, so so I I, I know what that is. So you got off that meth. And now, how long ago did you get the new apartment? Because you have an apartment now. It's been about six months. How's that going? It's going well. I'm keeping up with the bills. Uh, Section 8 pays for the uh, the $2,000 rent. And uh, they, haven't up my, they haven't up my rent yet. I haven't heard any, any notices for it yet because I got the job. So I'm, just, I'm waiting for that, that letter saying you're going to have to play blah, blah, blah. 
but I haven't got it yet. So I'm just, maybe they'll maybe they'll skip over me. So <laughs> we thought about maybe so he laughed at that. Ooh, maybe it will. So how do you how do we manage now? How do you manage what you're doing? You have an apartment. You just got a new yes. job. You just got a new job. I like I try to put money away. So, because I know my 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 electric bill is going to be a hundred some dollars, so I try to put one fifty away for electric. Okay. And then I know my gas bill is going to be under twenty bucks, so I try to put, put at least twenty bucks away for that every month. Nice. And then ten dollars for dog food, and I pay my cell phone, which is like thirty eight. So I put all that money aside, and then whatever I have after that, I have to have to spend. I I spend that on toiletries and whatnot. I thought you were gonna say the rest of that you spend on meth. I'm playing. All right, go ahead. So you spend that on toiletries and stuff. Yeah, yeah, toiletries and like extra stuff that I may need for that month. And then I, I've been trying to put away. I've been trying to put away at least uh, uh two hundred bucks just to put it away That's every great. every 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 paycheck. Try to at least. Have you had any truly terrifying moments? As a homeless person, were you trapped somewhere? Oh, absolutely. I saw gang members from my tent. Uh, there's been multiple. Uh, I, you know, after that incident, I started. I started digging. Uh, like 15 feet out, I started digging circles around my tent, like holes, like like circle, like deep, deep little holes. So if somebody got close enough that didn't know the area, they would fall and trip, and, I, and Luna would hear it. And since I had Luna in the tent, which Luna is my dog. She barks at the slightest sound. She's great, then. She's protecting. Yeah. So, so I started digging these circles all around my tent. Like I said, like fifteen to twenty feet away from the tent, and uh, only I would know where they are. Like, and then they like I've had people fall in them. Wow. And they, they, it has worked, and I've heard them like coming up to the tent. One time, I came back to the tent. The tent was all sliced up. Somebody came to my tent with a knife, sliced and up the, the tent, tent. sliced up the tent. But I put it back together and just put it with waterproof tape. So it, it didn't bother me. But I just, I just really wish I would have known who had done it because I probably would have knocked their shit loose. So, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yay. <laughs> so do you have dreams and aspirations? Right now, right now, my, I don't really have anything besides making it to the next paycheck, basically. Mm. is That's my goal. My goal right now is to decorate my apartment and to settle in a little bit more. Okay. All right. But you have no, there's not something that you really, let me put it to you like this. If you could do anything, what would that be? Anything. And people would pay you and they respect you and they like you and they say, oh my God, here comes Joseph, you know, and, and you could do it anytime you I want. I would be a counselor. I don't know. Cause I think I've had a lot of life experiences with mm-hmm, drugs, mm-hmm. being homeless, being not homeless. Being uh, well, would you be a drug, I, a I, drug I, counselor, drug counselor, or all around counselor? What type of counselor? An all around counselor. Okay, okay. I don't want to limit myself just to to being a drug counselor. No, people have a lot of other problems out there besides that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so where where's your family now? Where's your family now? Well, my mother got hit by a bus last year. Oh, um, she's dead. She's, uh, oh, my father's dead, and yeah, uh, so both wow. of my parents are dead. And uh, I have one brother that's alive. My other brother died of an overdose. So I got one sibling left. And then uh, I, I have another brother on my dad's side, but I don't even know him. So, but he's like younger than me. Do you know the other brother? You know the brother? I know him. I mean, yeah, we're not on good terms either. Like, real mm. time. Like, they're, 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 they're not really good people. That's why I moved as far away as I could. Oh, wow. Well, okay. So I, I want to encourage you to have a dream, brother. You know, because you got to have some goals. You got to have something to go towards or you can't get there. 
You know, if you if if you don't know where you're going, you end up somewhere else. So you sort of have to have a goal. And even though you have limited things, you still can write out your goals. And and when you do that, the universe comes in and starts helping you figure out a way to get it. So I, I would just want to encourage you to, you know, to dream, man. You know what I mean? Because if you think yeah, about my goal, it. My, goal, my goals are just to sustain the lifestyle that I have right now. That's my goal. And then okay. maybe maybe in another maybe another two years that my goals will change after I realize after I realize I could stay stable. That's that's my that's my goal right now is just to be stable. Yeah, just to be stable at this very moment. And then maybe in another year or so, I'll be able to change that goal because now I know I can do that. And it'll probably change it to something like like you said, a dream. Wow. So do you ever listen to motivational tapes? Oh, I listen to uh, motivational uh, things all the time on, on YouTube. Oh, yay. Well, because here's the thing. I'm, I met you, as you know, here in the neighborhood. I guess my uh, ex met you first, and she would always talk to you and have kind things to say to you. And then I realized you're a decent person, so you start doing things around here helping me. And then I come to find that you really are a great person. You know, you're smart, you're funny, you're kind. You know, all those things you have, you have great communication tools. You know how to talk to people. I, I think that it's unlimited what you can do. That's why I just think you don't have to wait no year. You can start dreaming today because as soon as you figure out what it is you think you want, the universe will start showing you the direction to go. But, but can I say something? Absolutely. The, anything. Re the, the reason why I'd say it's like when you go to a traumatizing event, or traumatizing situations, it, it, it takes a time to bounce back anyway, to even start, like you said, dreaming, because you have to be able to put your mental health together first and realize that those events actually happened. I, I went through that. And now, now that, I'm, that I'm not going through that anymore, I have, like I, I see a therapist once a month, then we okay. talk and about stuff that has happened to me. And like, I've been through a whole, whole bunch of uh, traumatizing events my entire life. And like now, now that I'm not going through any of that, it's just, uh, it, it shocks my system. Like I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to fight somebody almost every day. That's how I, that's how I feel when I was homeless. Wow. Cause I was feel like, that. I feel like other homeless people are going to test me, try to steal my stuff or, or try to uh, take what I have or try to walk up on me and try to take my money that I'm already making from handling or something like that. It, it's like, it's like that on the street. Especially when you walk up, the, you you like this. There's this spot behind McDonald's right up the street, right? That people stand up a lot of time. I would stand there for a while. Then some person will walk up on me. Hey, that's my spot. Duh, 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 and want to fight me? I'm like, you you really want to try me? Come on up here. So they're fighting over a spot to stand. Oh, spot to, ask, to stand to ask child people for money. Yeah, and they got their ass popped. <laughs> wow. I don't, play, I don't play that. I mean, if I was standing there before you were no, no one was here, then that that's fine. I mean, then you can stand there. That's great. You go ahead. I won't I won't walk up on you and start nothing with you. You were already standing there. So I would just go find me another spot. So if you had one wish of something that you would want in your life or want to happen in your life, what, what would that be? Right now, I just wish for a car because mm. I think the car, a car would benefit me getting me to my getting me to my destination, which would be work like store i think that's i think that's my biggest uh barrier right now is uh transportation you know what what i would do on this show is i'll give my my email which is comic king one two three at aol.com y'all comic king one two three at aol.com if somebody got a car that you want to surrender please call me this is michael two one three five zero zero 
6484. You know, sometimes, Joseph, people are out there with the thing you want, and they get it sitting in their backyard, and they ain't even doing shit with it, you know? So we're, we're going to put it out there. And so if somebody contact me and says, yes, I got a car for that young man, then I'm going to get that to you quickly, quick, fast, and in a hurry. I think I would fall out. <laughs> uh, you think you would fall out? You'd pass out. <laughs> I, think I, I think I would just fall out. Like, what? what real, uh, nah, nah, uh, I believe there is things out there like that, but, you know, it takes a... I have a lot of doubt. I mean, I, you shouldn't have doubts in your life. You should be thinking positive. But I, it's just, I've been to so much that a lot of doubt has happened to me. So therefore, uh, my mindset is like, oh, I'm doubting that already. It's like oh, doubt, doubt, doubt. Well, do me a favor. Stop that. Stop that. Kill that whole doubt I know, shit. I you shouldn't do that. That's why no, I, that's, you, I shouldn't that's be That's called doing. stinking thinking. You got to stop that stinking thinking. You got to think positive only. Only positive thoughts all the time. Even if things look bad, you have to see them good and think good, and then they will change and manufacture and manifest into the thing you want it to be. So we're going to hold a very powerful thought. I'm, I'm putting it out there to the universe, to the world. We need to get Joseph McDonald a car. Somebody, I believe somebody going to call. Somebody going to text me and say, Mr. Kyle, we've got that car. Now, I probably ain't going to be no Rolls Royce, but why don't we think big? Somebody might give you a Rolls okay, Royce. I don't, care. I don't even care if it's a bucket as long as it goes to point A to point B. There you go. And you ain't picky. Even if the air conditioning don't work, I still would like that car. There it is. Oh, man, that's so cool. We want, I want you to have that. I got to wrap this up. Is it anything that you would leave us with that you would want people who aren't homeless and who don't know homeless people? Is there anything you would want them to know, you'd want to say to them? I would like to say this. If you see a homeless person and they're asking you for money, make sure you look, look at them and make sure that they, them, them people are actually homeless. Because nine times out of ten, those people aren't homeless and they're hustling you. Dang. And that cuts out the what the people who are actually homeless can get called the fakers and the shakers are playing the game. Exactly. They're standing at the, the front of the stores trying to hustle you for money because they, they don't want to go do nothing. But they have a place to stay. Believe that. Wow. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, those people are not homeless, sleeping in no tent, not sleeping on the ground, not, not doing any of that. What they're doing is going up to these spots, flying these signs, and just trying to hustle people for money so they don't have to work. All right. Two things. Where's the worst place you ever lived and where's the best place you've ever lived? Skid Row. The worst place I've ever lived. Wow. And, and best place so far? Well, the best place I've ever lived would, would, would be Kentucky at the farm. It's so beautiful during the spring. We have like a little, we have a creek that runs through the whole farm. It's beautiful. Do you own that? I don't own that. My mother owns that. My godmother owns that. My godmother owns it. Your godmother owns it. That. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's what I want for you. I want you to have a place like that with a, with a creek that grows through it with plenty of grass and space. I want you to have a car, fly-ass car, nice car, not no broke-down hoopty. I want you to have some nice shit, and I want you to get a job that you love. Not a job just to toil and get money, but one that just makes your heart smile that you get to do it every day. And I pray for these things for you because you're a good dude, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate knowing you. I appreciate how you've helped me around here. And I just want to say thank you for just stopping and talking to us for a moment and letting other people get a chance to feel what it's like on your side. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? There's also a thing you can like call 211 if you see an actual homeless person, you can report them and so that lost can find them. Just dial 211 if you see a lost person. Yes, and you can report that to them and they can put you with resources to, to have them go out to the, the, those people. 
and, uh, and and see if they need help. This is why I love you, Joseph. I'm trying to figure out a way to get you some help. And here you are telling me how we can help other people. That's fly, brother. I appreciate you. Okay, I got to go now. And is there a way people can text you or something if they have information or donations or anything? Yeah, they could use my cell phone number. It's 661-916-5314. And you also could reach me by email. My last name is M-C-D-O-N-N-E-L-L-2-9. J-O-S-E-P-H at gmail.com. Beautiful, brother. I hope people run and help you. I hope they come from all out the woodworks. I hope folks show up from everywhere and get you to a place where you can feel absolutely comfortable and happy with the space you're in. I appreciate you, and I thank you for being here today, brother. Thank you. I'll see you soon, Joseph. Thank you, yo. That was my man, Joseph. Joseph McDonald. Hey, y'all, you know where you were. Michael, talk to everybody. Today, I talked to a fantastic cat, man, and we have to learn that I am my brother's keeper and my sister's too, man. And we see somebody that's doing worse than us, slide them something, a dollar, a hug, a smile, something, because that could be you. God is great, and we're getting out of here. We're here three times a week. Uh, Michael talk to everybody on iHeart, and you can catch me on my morning show five days a week. The Michael Kaya Morning Show on YouTube. I'm Audi like Kirk Gowdy, and I'll see you next time. I had a good time today. I hope y'all did too, man. Thank y'all for checking us out here at Michael Talks to Everybody. Hey, you can follow me, man. I'm easy to follow. I'm on Instagram, just under at Michael Kaya. I'm on TikTok. That's Michael Kaya 135. I have a very sexy webpage called TheRealMichaelKaya.com. You know, you go over there, you can find out about my merchandise and what I'm doing and where all my shows are. Everything is right there. Or if you really love me, you can go to my cash app. That's dollar sign, Michael Kaya's money. I'm playing with y'all, but I accept green stamp, food stamp, Canadian money. I'll take your bus transfer if you got some time left on it. And my morning show, oh my goodness, the Michael Kaya morning show. That's 7 a.m. Pacific time, yo, five days a week. This has been a Raylock Group production. I'll see y'all later. <laughs>
When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.